afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. What were you gonna say? Were you gonna say? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to call this place yet. But I'm always Frankie Val on the drums. Yeah, you are. Which uh, I've been working on the drums lately, refurbishing them. They're starting to sound really, really good. So I can't. I I I love drums. I can't play them, but I love them. Um. Oh. Frank, uh, we're we're taking off on Monday. Where are we going? Well, <laughs> I wish some were good. It's Labor Day, and I figured we'd give ourselves Labor Day this year. How about it? Absolutely, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. What, what? How are you? Um, how is your neighborhood? I know you just had the storm go ro- roll through. Some of my friends in Sumter had some damage and whatever. Obviously, nothing like Florida. But how are you guys doing? We were we're fine. Um, the scary thing was the tornado warnings, like serious tornado warnings, not like, oh, you might get a tornado or t-. no, the little tiny little section of northern South Carolina on the coast that I live in was under a tornado warning three times. And it was like triangulated to such a degree that it was I was right in the center of it. And it was scary. Meteorologists are like, take shelter now. Like, when you see that, you're like, we're sitting ducks. Once Viv was at work for one of them, we we went and got her immediately. Will's driving through this. Other than that, it was, you know, just eight inches of rain in, like, less than 12 hours. Um, But it was it was okay otherwise. You, so, now, it, the average person, unless they're living on a hill out there in your neck of the woods, does not have a basement, right? No basement. For that reason? No basements. You can't. Too close can't. to the ocean. Soil is not conducive to it. People have their pools collapse a lot here. Ah. So. Where would the, the retaining walls just crumble? Yeah, it's it's just the way that the the it's not it's like a clay the ground. It's not like um it's hard to explain. That's why anybody who was saying they have underground tunnels running through Ori County for like trafficking and stuff is out of their minds. It's just impossible. It's, it's, not, it's not possible. Anyway, there's a will, there's a way. I guess. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I, I saw this tweet this morning from uh, or X this morning. I still can't get used to that. I, I don't, I don't even attempt. It's always Twitter. Oh, I, I okay. So the other day I posted what clip was it, Frank? That you went underneath? Oh, it was the masking clip. There was a. <laughs> I can't find it now, so it's stupid to even talk about it. But there was a clip of some, like if you if you want some real good relief, you can live vicariously through Frank on the platform formerly known as Twitter. I, it, I, doesn't, it doesn't feel like relief to me. I feel tormented. I hate it. There's so much anger. What, now was that an old clip that can't be new? Yeah, it was old. Okay, yeah, it's look, it felt yeah. felt three years old. Yeah, well, with all the new stuff that's happening. Clandestine this morning on Twitter said, I'm very bored with the current news cycle. It feels like we're stuck in a loop. Biden is still corrupt. KJP is still lying through her teeth. Ukraine is still losing. Liberals are still batshit. I feel like we're living in the same day for weeks. And he has this scene from the Truman Show that I just have to play. Truman? Honey, are you okay? Get in. Truman? Fuck. What? I predict that in just a moment, we will see a lady on a red bike, followed by a man with flowers, and a Volkswagen Beetle with a dented fender. Truman, please. Look. Starting putting together. Yep. Lady. Flowers. And. Truman, this is silly. There it is. There it is. There's the dented beetle. Yes. She's in on it, obviously. I have to watch this movie again. Uh, it's huge, uh, and Laura Linney's great. I love uh, Laura Linney. Does, she's she usually does great work, and she's fantastic as Jane Adams. Have you ever seen John Adams? No. You should watch that one too. Laura Linney's 
fantastic there. But um, there's a lot about this scene. Oh, I mean, the whole movie is very prophetic and uh, very insightful. But um, how he just wants to leave town. Let's just let's go, let's just go one town over. Let's just get out of here. And it's very. It reminds you very much of how we are siphoned off from each other in society in general. How you are just pretty much built up. How oh, don't go to the bad side of town. Don't go to the other side of the gym. You don't want to talk to those dirty liberals. You don't want to talk to those dirty conservatives. Because what happens when we are uh, allowed to mingle together without any kind of pretense or anything like that? Uh, suddenly, we, we start discovering that there's more to the world than what had been constructed for us and that a lot of our strife is manufactured mm -hmm. and that we don't have to live in in hell and um because that's what it feels uh, like it, we're living in hell oh, it, it's 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 something else it really is it's, um, everything's the same every single day every every outrage every you know argument every it's all like just on rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat but I figured we'd spice it up a little bit before we get into the J6 stuff that's been going on because that's crazy. Um, this <laughs> this headline came across this morning. I'm a sex therapist. I sleep with clients to save marriages. I saw this. Yeah, so I'm going to actually play the video because this is Olivia Bentley. World-class erotic professional, erotic professional years in the sex industry, porn star, and intimacy coach and educator for couples and men. I have it's now. Not, it's not therapy. It's just so ridiculous. I, I, I mean, marketing is everything. I guess you got a porn star who's pretty much saying, "Hey, hey, ladies. Uh, well, if, if you're not taking care of yourself, and if you're not, um, if your libido is down, and you're not servicing your man, uh, just let him screw me." It's insane. And I mean, I don't think she could stuff any more filler into her lips if she tried. It's crazy. But if you couple that, now there's a lot of work on these two also, but I had this for the end. This is a 51-year-old Carmen Electra. She's beautiful. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. I'm waiting for it to catch up. I'm scrolling. That's these are all uh, recent, brand new. You know, good for her. She kept up very nice, and and she just did recently an ad campaign with Jenny McCarthy for swimsuits. There she, there, there the two of them are in their swimsuits with their fake boobs. I mean, they're fake. Let's just be real about it. Fake boobs. But you know, you, you know the other thing I found when I was uh, when we were moving in here, I was bringing all my, I was bringing up all of my books and things like that. At the bottom of one one bin were all my old Playboys, and Carmen Electra was was uh, I think she was. They, I had definitely the Jenny McCarthy one and Pamela Anderson, I, and I remember the say I had the Sable one when Sable, and I just. I mean, I threw them all out. Will, just... Will used to have a huge stack of those and quite, I'll be, I used to read them. I used to read them. You know, it's the old joke. Oh, I, I, I buy them for the articles, but there was some great journalism. There was some really interesting stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the Playboys I had, um, had, there was just r really great multi-page um, piece done an uh, interview with, with Chris Farley back in the day. I thought it was really insightful. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there. Um, but the know, jokes were hysterical. Like, oh, I go to Hooters for the wings, you know. The jokes were hysterical in Playboys. Yeah, the comics. They had a joke section where they had like written out jokes. Mm -hmm. I liked that, and the pictures weren't bad either. There are some beautiful women in that movie in that uh, magazine. Um, yeah. Well, they're in the bottom of a trash bin somewhere in Westchester dump. Well, some was speaking of Westchester, Kathy Hope. Hochul, Hochul, Hochul. She's on it. She's on it. She's giving them to the migrants. Here she is talking about uh, what's going on there in New York, and she's redefining what they actually meant about Sanctuary City, Frank. Here we go. I walked out of there with a sense they are committed. They understand that a lot of time has passed and that this situation has only grown more dire. We have 3,000 people arriving last week alone. 
and our shelter system is overflowing. And I reinforce my message, which I said back with labor leaders and government leaders and business leaders. She's like a freaking chipmunk. Back in she's May, a, she's a beaver. Let them work. Find a path so these individuals can get what they came here for the ability to be independent out of the shelters. When it comes to that work authorization, yeah, it goes on, it goes on. And she basically says, I don't think that everybody, anybody, anybody, listen to this. I reinforced my message, which I said back with labor leaders and government leaders and business leaders and the mayor back in May, let them work, find a path. So these individuals can get what they came here for. The ability to be independent out of the shelters, as well as that humanitarian crisis can be converted into a solution for the other crisis we're experiencing in New York, which is a severe worker shortage. It's it's not a severe worker shortage. It's not a severe worker shortage. There's plenty of people around here. There's plenty of first, first, there is a severe welfare problem. There's a severe, you destroyed the economy, you destroyed minds problem. This is all, I mean, it's just really, it's just incredible how the illegal immigration, illegal alien uh, narrative changes so rapidly to where it comes from, oh, listen, they're here, we got to figure out what to do, blah, 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 sanctuary, blah, 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 and then suddenly we have to find a way to give them what they've been looking for, independence. Yeah. We have to give them everything we can quickly. It's it's not, you know, when your your state or your city is inundated by over 100,000 plus new illegal arrivals that you have to quickly find a way to get them back where they came from and get the hell out of here. It's, we need to find a way to get these people working papers quick because they came here to work. They, they came here to work. Look, they're already assimilating so nicely as they're attacking and sexually assaulting people in the streets and, and, uh, and crashing into things drunkenly with their mopeds. If they just had a nine to five, they'd be fine. I mean, this is, we were talking about, it's just incredible. But then again, there was never going to be a a reasonable approach to dealing with this. Obviously, people like Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams knows that all of their their uh, their uniparty friends in Washington D.C. are part of are the ones who are importing this human cargo into these cities by way of federally subsidized buses and planes. They know what the hell the uh, the, the the operation is. You think Eric Adams is ever going to say, I'm calling up the army tomorrow. I'm going to make a request that the army remove these people and get them out of the country. No, we need to we need to bring in the labor unions. We need to make sure that these people get working papers as they're urinating all over the streets. Those people that are ready to work, they're not even ready. They're not ready. They're not good house guests. For, they're not even good weekend house guests. You think that they're ready to be here and work and be American? This is absolutely insane. But it's a new kind of invasion. It's a brand new kind of warfare, and we're in the middle of it. And we have we just—if you have hair to lose, you're losing it. Listen to Beaver ladies like this talk her way through a catastrophe. And this is this is what we have to deal with now. She said, um, I have told the White House that this is a problem where people want to come to New York City. There's an interpretation that the right to shelter in New York City says that this right is available for people, whatever country they come from, from an, for an unlimited time. I don't think that's the original intent, and I don't think that's what New Yorkers expect. We're a state of immigrants. We're proud of that. But the difference is that the immigrants who've come before, many have been able to work right away and take care of themselves and didn't need shelter. That's the difference right now. So we have to talk about that interpretation, which is basically an open invitation to the world to come to New York City. And as you can see, the city is crushed under the weight of this. That is exactly what they meant. They just didn't expect that it would happen because they're in New York and most of the illegal immigrants come through the southern border and it's so far away. There's no good way for them to get there. So they can declare themselves like Chicago, a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state, and they'll be fine. Well, that backfired in grand fashion for them. And now they're dealing with what these border towns have to deal with completely un. They don't want that. They didn't ask for it. They didn't declare themselves some sanctuary. Um, Steve Friend sent me an article about a town in Florida that, or a press release or something, I don't remember what, there was a resolution passed that made them 
a sanctuary city for basically the Constitution. What is even happening where you have to make yourself a sanctuary for something that is supposed to be the law of the land in the first place? This this is the future, though. Um, this is this is the I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous. And obviously, it's sad that it has to come to this. But it is also the only options we have left. Localities, municipalities, uh, counties, maybe entire states, given how um, whether or not they are they are politically autonomous enough to police their own borders and and preserve their kind of their identity from this onslaught. But um, it's a self invasion. You have to remember, it just it, it's a self invasion. They, they talk like we don't want this. This is not in the true nature of sanctuary cities, even what though there's this? no such thing. Like the, we're going to suspend the law and declare ourselves lawless is what sanctuary means. So, yeah. That's um, it. So now really America is going to exist in pockets. And that's what is the future. If we have any uh, uh, chance of of building something in the future, it's really going to be through this method. That's why I, I'm, I'm totally nearly all checked out of presidential elections and stuff like that. America is going to exist. The America we read about in books, any semblance of that is going to exist in pockets. And um, some people will have their liberal sanctuaries and other people will have their constitution zones. And hopefully they have um, they have sheriffs and and um, and and local local uh, political leaders that are ready for a fight against the new King George's. That's 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 really what it comes down to. The craziest thing is that, you know, it, they're doing a new budget push where they want however many billions of dollars and they're lumping in. Ukraine, the southern border, and a couple other things with it. And I'm just... Gavin Newsom blames progressive advocates and judges for California's homelessness crisis. California's Democratic lawmakers have been blamed for decades for failing to fix the state's out-of-control homeless problem and are now pushing back, pointing the finger at at left-leaning judges, liberal advocates... And liberal advocates who have held up street sweeping efforts by arguing such policies violate a person's civil rights. Uh, there was an order yeah, in San Francisco yeah. preventing them from cleaning the tent encampments. And Gavin Newsom came out and said it's preposterous. People have acted in disbelief when he told them his hands were tied by the courts. Yeah, because they, they um, because it, the problem isn't that you have armies of people many of whom are not even american citizens that are laying around the streets being provided drugs by the government now paraphernalia clean crack pipes by the government yep that that people are flooding to cities like portland and other places because it has become a kind of like a drug uh country club so um the, the problem is not that they're there that they are multiplying and that all of their bad habits and all of their vices that are keeping them down in life are being now uh, provided directly by the government. The, the real problem is that you're taking away their dignity by cleaning up their piles of shit, human shit. Literally. Can you, can you imagine saying that we, we can't go, we can't go power wash the pigeon shit off of park benches because it would take away the dignity of the pigeon they work very hard creating that shit with their bowels can you imagine that's what we're talking about here we're so far away from an actual solution which is uh keep people off the streets and uh keep drugs from from, i mean what what do you do about drugs and what do you do about illegal immigration it's it's never about keep them from coming into the no 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 they're already here and they're gonna be democrats one day after all i mean this is just I have a clip on the screen. It's it's actually a video that I, I came across of Philly, Frank. I'm just going to play a minute of it. The, the streets of Philly are just... It's getting San Francisco level. Like, these... I think that this new drug trend of Trank that's taking over is really, really, really taking hold. These people look like literal zombies, most of them. They're standing upright, bent over unable to move just it's this is this is a a longer 13 minute video as this man walks through the streets of philly 
that will make you shudder. It, it's just, it's a bunch of people who are just lost. And illegal immigrants, right, look at this. Right now, I'm pausing it. There's three of them on these steps, just completely out of their minds. Who knows what they're, they're on? Just frozen in time, the trank people. It's crazy. They're like, they're like pillars of salt. It's terrible. And, and you know, honestly, you know who, who is who is in shelters right now? The illegals. And these people are on the streets. And I bet you anything, all these guys are American citizens. Now, I'm not a big social welfare person by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the policies in these cities is what is enabling these people to do this, just like what you just said. They're giving away drug paraphernalia. They're giving away, you know, they're making, they're making it, they're doing it on purpose. It's by design. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, looks like the entrance to Walmart around here, says Linda Love. Pretty sad. Um, moving on. There have been some sentences meted out in the Proud Boys case. Joe Biggs and um, Zachary Rell. Joe Biggs got 17 years in prison. And just for comparison, someone alerted me this morning to the fact that Anthony Weiner only got 21 months. For what he did. Well, you know, trespassing at the Capitol is a lot worse than, uh, you know, the, the be making sexual passes at minors. And that's a lot worse, trespassing. But no, but you know, the, the thing is, Tracy, it's not trespassing. It's been rebranded. That's Inception. why everybody was like, not trespassing. Like the, the stupid Krasensteins. It's not trespassing. It's something... Uh, conspiracy to conspiracy. What, what is it called seditious conspiracy Sedi something like that so they they re they brand this they've spent a lot of time branding this they have a lot of judges that are on board for this and uh wow. and now the the most ridiculous things that you can think of are being sentenced as if you had been you know you've been barn burning or something like that well julie kelly obviously has been covering this and uncovered dc this morning published a column uh, Wendy wrote about um, Rachel Powell, who is waiting for sentencing and has been under brutal uh, attack for a long time. Uh, but Julie Kelly says Tim Judge Tim Kelly just made the destruction of part of a temporary metal fence on government property a federal crime of terrorism. Said removal of the fence was part of the Proud Boys, quote, conspiracy to influence the conduct of government. This dramatically increases base level of jail time for Joe Biggs and Kelly. No doubt wow. we'll do the same for the other Proud Boys. So, so a, a, a little, pretty much one of those metal movable horses. Yeah. Uh, like a concert gate, one of those things? Pretty much, yeah. The ones where in other parts of the camp, of the, uh, the the government campus there, we had uh, the, the the Capitol Police opening it up and waving people in. That same day? Yes. So if you moved that an inch, you got seven more years because that was going to stop the proceedings inside. That was going the to only... endanger the continuity of the government. If we are... If we are blessed enough somehow to have a Republican president back in the White House, the only thing that's going to fix this or 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 come close is immediate pardons for all of these people and taking a microscope, preferably with some sunlight shining through it, to the D.C. court circuit and removing these judges for insubordination. Because what they're well, doing is disgusting. What do you do? What do you do about this? With the, uh, I mean, it's one thing to pardon everybody, but what about the? Is there any judge out there that could let somebody go, and and because, say and actually reverse this and yeah, create I, precedent? In the, I mean, do we just need one judge to say? Uh, listen, I know everybody else is in on this seditious conspiracy nonsense, but I don't believe that this is an insurrection. And uh, I, I'm 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 letting you go. Here's here's a slap on the wrist for trespassing. Yes. And yes. Now, what would that do to upset the apple cart with this operation of just killing people uh, through precedent? Yeah. 
it would it would give precedent. It would give precedent for other people to do the same thing. I want to remind everyone, these are the same courts that 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 Donald Trump is going to be in front of. That's why I keep telling everyone, like, if you think there's some way that he's going to be able to to get through a D.C. circuit with no conviction, you're out of your damn mind. That doesn't mean that it's proper. I'm just telling you. And to be honest, the Proud Boys, quote, defense at the end of the day was they did this because of Donald Trump. Like, that's what the, the, the attorneys were arguing to try and help their clients get lighter sentences. And it uh, it's just terrible. So I'm going to put the link to the story by Wendy in the show notes today. Take the time to read it. It's something. She did one the other day, too, um, on J6 that, that's powerful. That people, I, you know, the thing is that nobody realizes this is happening outside of our social media bubble. Nobody realizes the seriousness of what's going on. And then oh. they held um, Harrison Floyd, who was indicted in Georgia in the in the the sweeping RICO conspiracy. Sweeping. 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 That they're going to try there. It's going to be a show trial. Obviously, it'll be televised. Um, the judge just confirmed that they're looking for trial in April, in October. I think that's ridiculous. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth anyone could be ready for trial in freaking October. There are 19 different defendants trying to do their own. Stri- it's ridiculous. This is just a mockery of everything. But he was held in jail for until yesterday. Here he is speaking out. He was the one who went to talk with Ruby Freeman. Because I, I'm telling you right now. That motherfucker is not real. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she's back, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm done with her. I, me too. I'm done with her. I'm me too. Her. If she's not going to tell us what the hell she saw on that plane, I don't want to hear from her anymore. Yeah, especially since they did the uh, the, the, the the set up the, the, the TMZ run-in. I've been around for one of those organized TMZ oh, yeah, on well, the they... street. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all set up, and I'm I'm not I'm not buying I'm not buying any T-shirts that this idiot is is uh no no is, no, no, uh, no yeah she withdrew she she over overplayed overstayed her welcome but anyway you lost me I think that this Ruby Freeman now Giuliani just completely got destroyed in court they sued him for defamation and all kinds of other stuff but I'm gonna tell you I think that there's a lot more to that Ruby Freeman story than we're getting um. Do you remember the the video that Jovan Hutton Pulitzer did that day, like begging them to come out and talk about what they know and, you know, all that stuff? And we played it on the show. And he was like, Ruby, today's the day. You can do the right thing. You can come out and say what you saw and what you did. You can save the country. Um, but that's what this this gentleman was involved with, with the Ruby Freeman. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So... Uh... First, I just want to give Low. thanks to God, who's the head of my life, uh, for keeping me safe while I was in there. Um, second, I want to thank my wife, uh, who's been a tremendous support. And I want to thank everyone outside who's been praying uh, for their well wishes and especially for all the kind contributions to the legal fund. They're greatly appreciated. And uh, last but not least, I would like to thank District Attorney Fannie Willis for giving me what we call in our community a Negro wake-up call because she has reminded me that um, our country and the state of Georgia will not be able to be a righteous nation if we stand on pillars of corruption, uh, racism, lying, and cheating. And when we are governed by men and women who are more concerned about things in the world rather than serving the citizens they're sworn to protect, we end up going into more and deeper darkness. So the only thing we can do is follow God and lead by example. And so I'm also announcing right now that I'm exploring running for congressional seat in Georgia. I'm coming back here to get things right. So he's announcing a run at the same time as he just got out of jail. Veteran. Um, I don't know. I, there's nothing. What else do you... I mean, obviously, there's a lot more you can get, like an admission, uh, a confession, something from someone like Ruby Freeman. That'll but never is, happen. Th- 
I know. Oh, I know. I know. You're talking about um, a very, very simple person here. And and, um, I mean, the the gloating. We played the Facebook videos. It's all you need. I mean, she's already showed us everything. I already showed us everything. There's a 10 minute video that was released this morning. It's actually very well done. Um, it's a Trump campaign ad, but it's 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 very well done. It's 10 minutes long. I'll put it in the show notes. We can't play it. About how the Democrats have literally done everything that's, that Trump is being, and others are being, I, I don't want to forget the others. It's really easy to forget them sometimes, but they're all being indicted for things the Democrats have been doing for years. Fannie Willis did this, the, she was guilty of the same, quote, crime that she's charged these people with. The, the, on her own social media. Yeah. It's it's a it's insane. Um we're going to move into some other stuff in the in the brief 10 minute or 20 minutes we have left. Hate crime charge for man who put LGBT flags on the ground in New York. <laughs> Don't get in the way of a New Yorker and their gay sex flag. Don't want to do that. That's a hate crime. It's this is getting ridiculous now. And yeah. and New York police are using drones to monitor backyard parties this weekend. Where are we? Where are we? This is why like I I, I did a whole thing this morning on the pre-show about grounding and energy and trying to get yourself like this is getting insane now. Those attending outdoor parties or barbecues in New York City this weekend may notice an uninvited guest looming over their festivities. A police surveillance drone. It's they are so concerned about you being free to express yourself that they want to make sure that they watch every last thing you do for your own safety so that you're safe while expressing yourself freely in a in a very tightly controlled way, by the way. Um because there's only certain things you can express, you can express uh, without uh, being con- con- uh, you know arrested or accused of a hate crime, I, a hate thought. I mean, I mean, fines, penalties. The New York the the, M- the NYPD commissioner says this: if a caller states that there's a large crowd or a large party in a backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and check on the party. What? Can you? I okay. I used uh, to have- unless unless it's a party of illegal aliens, then it's okay. Which, in which case, they will allow the circus music to continue until at least three in the morning, with every child in the family involved still too, because the children don't sleep. The children stay up, and they're screaming, screaming bloody murder until two in the morning. And you can call the cops all you'd like; uh, they don't. No, nothing happens now uh if, if somebody if your next door neighbor um if your your uh, german irish next door neighbor is using a hedge trimmer past 8 30 p.m uh they'll be carted off the jail but but you know don't don't touch the don't touch the circus music from the illegal aliens i i i gotta tell you th- this like i used to have massive parties at my house on long island a massive backyard on long island I used to have 50, 60 people. Adults. I was an adult. There were adults. Can you imagine? This was years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Can you imagine being at your party and the freaking police fly a drone over to spy on you and see what the hell you're doing? I would be throwing crap at that. What the hell? You, you have every, I think, I believe everybody has a right to shoot that down. I think so too. It's, what about Castle? There, there are pro- property rights in New York. And you're allowed to have a shotgun, right? Here's the thing. Um, you gotta you also have to remember that this is just one of those things where you are you're looking at things that are getting market tested in places where the, the, the political the the political powers are so skewed in one direction. They have they have all the, the leeway in the world to do what they want. They're testing things out in big cities so that it can slowly diffuse elsewhere. I had somebody get in touch with me last night to talk about um, there, there was an email waiting for me in my Proton Mail from a, a viewer of mine from Kentucky that is that was discussing a whole bunch of things, including masks and other social controls that are coming back 
in this this city in Kentucky that they are there they live near and do a lot of work inside of. And it's just a reminder to me that okay, well, red state of Kentucky, red state of Tennessee, but you know, red state means nothing when you have cities, when you have these little pockets inside of it doesn't matter. It's like you you can't run from it. It's about how close are you to a major metropolitan area, regardless of how red or blue your state is. Um, it, it's really just about urban. It's about versus pockets. R- yeah, the urban versus rural versus suburban, where you start getting that that kind of like you know battleground feeling of sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But it, it, it's it's diffusing all over the place. And um, and as we know, they're choosing small towns to infest with foreign nationals and other things, just like what they're doing in the UK, where they have completely taken quiet, um, quiet Irish countrysides and destroyed their tourism business by taking all of their hotels and converting them into refugee camps and everything else. Well, you know, and we're talking about small towns where the arrival of 200 North Africans completely changes the demographic of the uh, of ancient cities and, and villages so it, it's happening all over the place and regardless of of what is you know what what the the methodology is in changing the balances out there this is the kind of stuff that's being done i know we we, we can spend all the time and and a lot of worthy time beating up on places like philadelphia another blue city in a red state san francisco New York is a punching bag for everybody, although the real problem for New York is a small little southeastern corner of it. The rest of it is all very, very, very conservative. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's 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 just incredible what's going on. And and uh, but we have to all be very conscious that this is coming for for everybody um, because they're looking to spread out here. Here's another one, Tracy. I went to court on Wednesday morning. I uh, left the the courtroom just for right before the the judge came there. I wanted to go grab some water. I asked my lawyer where where the the water fountain was. I went there and right above the water fountain, I get I see this and I took a picture of it. You have the right to use the restroom that is consistent with your gender identity or gender expression. You do not have to show identification, medical documentation, or any other proof of gender. Any person who assaults, harasses, intimidates, or otherwise interferes with you for exercising your right to do so may be subject to the legal penalties provided in the New York's Gender Expression Non-Discrimination Act. This is in a major New York courtroom, and I'm just like, this is the place you have to come to for justice? These are the people, these, this, this, these are the people I have to come to for justice? I, these I, crazy asses? It's... I have a whole bunch on that gender stuff for the show today, and I hate to do this, but we're we're getting a little lower on time, and I wanted to make sure that this got out there for people, but we're going to go back to this topic in just a second. Um, McCullough has, has now gotten published his detox protocol for Spike for vaccine-injured people, and I wanted to play it on the show for everybody so that they could hear it to share with their friends and family because I think it's super important. And then we're going to go back to the gender nonsense but this is super important. Here we go. Dr. McCullough, so he's just released some very, very important information. He's published a paper. Everyone needs to know about it. Dr. McCullough, please tell us what you've discovered and what people need to be doing right now. Just like I brought the world the very first treatment protocol for COVID-19 and others also contributed the McCullough protocol, uh, yesterday I published the very first detoxification protocol for people who've had multiple rounds of COVID or vaccines or both and that is to get the body to start to clear the spike protein out of its system. What we know is with the virus and with the vaccine, the surface protein on the virus, which is very detrimental, it causes disease, causes blood clotting, tissue damage. It doesn't leave the body. The human body can't break it down. And what we've discovered is that three natural substances, in fact, aid the body in doing this. And we use them in combination because this is a difficult problem to treat. And they include natokinase, which is a derivative of the breakdown of soy, bromelain derived from the stems of pineapple, and curcumin derived from turmeric. Now here are the doses, natokinase, 2,000 units twice a day, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. How long? About three to 12 months to detoxify the body. I've had enough experience with this in my clinic. 
that I know that this will help. I can't make any therapeutic claims because large clinical trials have not been completed, but none are planned at this point in time, and we have to take action. So so this is for people people to recover from natural infection and also to assist in clearing out whatever kind of damage the vaccine has done. Well, I'm, uh, it's a spike detox. I'm assuming you can use it if you're sick, but it's also it's, it's for people who were vaccinated. Oh, specifically Spe- more so for them than yeah, anybody. Yeah, because it, if you do this, he's saying he's seen r- really great results in three to 12 months on this stuff every single day. And again, like I've said from the beginning, this virus is ridiculously susceptible to natural cures. Everything that really kicks this virus's booty is natural. Ivermectin comes from mushrooms. Hydroxychloroquine comes from fruit skins. You know, vitamin C, vitamin D. It's all nutraceutical cure. And and again here with the spike protein detox, it's all based on natural nutraceuticals. Nutraceutical stuff. Curcumin. I mean, come on, guys. So I just wanted to get that in there. Now, back to the crazy. What happened? Oh, you lost your mic. I'm back. Okay. I I, um, I unplugged my microphone real quick. Um, I roll over it. I hate that. Uh, any more updates on cannabis and um, and COVID nineteen? For a while, they were just like it. People say, you know, uh, cannabis users they are they seem to be a little more resilient than others from even getting it. I haven't seen anything on that. Literally, mm. I send me because I'm interested in that to see to see. Oh, me too. I will. Tell me I have to start smoking again <laughs> in the in the wintertime. Hey, it's a cold outside. Stay inside. Take a bong rip. Relax. And don't get COVID. Wow. That's a very... <laughs> College professor harassed students to quench his clown fetish. I'm just reading the headline. I'm not even going to go... What is that? Wait, wait. What does that mean? Like he wanted them to all dress up as clowns? Yes, the geography professor didn't hide his clown fetish or the fact that he sometimes indulged his urges by recruiting students as subjects. He posted regularly about it on social media. I have a face paint fetish and convinced the cute girls in my classes to let me paint their faces. Yeah, yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, college, I would, I would, I would caution against. Uh, it just keeps getting worse. Can you imagine? I mean, this is. Can you imagine having a child? That's a child you raised. They're yours. You gave birth to that child. You're sending them off to college. And some creep who gets off to, to face-painted women is, is, is having them dress themselves up like clowns so that he could uh, put it in his spank bank for, for later on that evening. Can you imagine that being your child? And that being their co- part of their college experience? No, no. I mean, it's 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 so stomach churning. It's um, it's gross. And then there's this dude. Listen. You know, how do you even get to that? How do you even get to that point where clowns are sexualized? Like, oh, were you were you abused by a clown? Is this really just one path of many that you can take? in 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 you know your use of of pornography i know that you start one place you... well i mean i think it came out he probably saw the clown clown self pronouns and it got him thinking ah you know this dude here is saying do you know if you have family that won't accept your lgbtq plus status and they won't use your proper pronouns kids you can just not go home and run or run away if you needed anybody to tell you that was okay i'm here for you Yes. In fact, uh, if you want to run away, come to my place, and I'll I'll accept you. I'll, I'm a sanctuary for young children who identify. Oh yes, I'm a young gay child sanctuary. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you want all the runaways to leave home and and completely disconnect from from a, a, a stable family. I'm sure. There was a big win, by the way, in California over the over the last week. There was a family whose um, the school tried to transition their daughter without letting the family know. 
like started making them wear chest binders at school and calling them a man and using different pronouns and different names behind the parents' back. They won. They won their lawsuit. They settled for X amount of dollars, however many, and a uh, change in in policy or something. And at least that happened. But um, here's a school. Listen to this. This is this is. Listen, oh. Emily, we're too educated. When you're 12 years old, you're like, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. And that's fine. Like, that's how you feel. And then if you continue that lifestyle, then that's your life. But my job as an adult and a human being is to respect the choices other people make. Shouldn't we be able to define what it means to be born in the wrong body? Well, we can define what it means to be in the wrong body. Okay, what is that? What does it mean? I feel like I'm in the wrong body. That's what it means. I think children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. You know, 10-year-olds engage in magical thinking, right? Absolutely. I'm a school counselor. That's my job. I literally do uh, this professionally. Have you changed since you were 10 years literally. old? Did you learn something since you were 10? I would hope so. So probably the way you think when you're 15 is a lot different than 10. Your morals and your identity, those things for me haven't changed. Well, when I was and 10 years old, I believed Santa Claus came down my chimney and put presents under the tree. Right, because children believe in magical thinking. Children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. I'm a school counselor. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. But you know she's she's a professional, uh, a professional child. That's really what you say. Did, I'm a professional child now. Did you see by chance uh, Jaden and his Gad's Den flag patch? Yeah, yeah, I, I followed that. I followed that for the, the 48 hours that the the drama ensued. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that school district released that statement. Now, of course, it doesn't it doesn't make. It doesn't make the the initial problem any better, which is that regardless of what the school districts, you know, reaffirm reaffirmation of their commitment to the Constitution and and fair interpretations of history and the true meaning of the Gadsden flag, it, it again the liberal busybodies that inhabit the school and are his teachers are willing to cut corners to just eliminate anything that they personally don't like that offends their their worldview so the the, the I, I don't know what's going to be done with the teachers probably nothing but at least the school district did something good and i heard that he's like the big man on campus now yeah he he is he said that because of twitter he went viral and everybody is talking about how popular he is that kind of bothers me a little bit honestly like he's so excited about being viral on social media and having all these new friends, but I would caution him, like, keep your head on your shoulders, kid, because those aren't really friends. Um, if they weren't friends three days ago, they're probably not friends now. Um, maybe a few, but not not most. Uh, but I have to play just the beginning of this because this this educator with the little walkie on her hip and her little smug look about how the Gadsden flag represents slavery. I, I, I need everybody to, to just, if, in case you haven't. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So they're, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what slavery and the slave trade. The slavery and the slave trade. Well, this, well, she's a teacher, of course. So this, this is why she's so good at, um, you know, history and knowing things, because uh, the, the only thing that they really care about teaching in school these days is rim jobs. And that's uh, so why? Why would you know basic American history? Every, every, we know basic American history is always just nothing but slavery. That's what that it is. That is the founding. Just the slavery. founding. Yeah. Across the board. If it has anything to do with the American founding, it's slavery. If it doesn't. If you don't know for sure, then you can always go to the next pivot point, which is what they've been saying over here, that even if it is innocent and is people very, very patriotic, it is now newly associated with, with people who have uh, who have uh, racist tendencies. So all they have to do is tie you in to some kind of a some kind of a panic that they've created, an insurrection that they have diagnosed, and you can make every wholesome, good piece of history untouchable because they set the terms for the reality that we live in and they're nuts they have nothing to offer the world nothing to offer the world at all the the i just the the woman's face i know that the, the podcast listeners can't see this but it's in the show notes for you to watch i want everybody to look at her face watch her face here we go 
the Gadsden one. The don't tread on me. I stopped it. Look at the face. This right here. She knows she's talking, but she knows it. That's the face that every politician makes when they're caught in some lie. Yeah. Condescending. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Smug. the uh, that that's the Corinne Jean-Pierre face where she's just listen, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, and you know exactly why I have to do this. Please stop making this harder for me. I don't care. Just get, just listen, I hate you. I can't stand you. We just want your son to be compliant and to get back to learning whatever trash we have put into the curriculum um, without causing a distraction so that uh, we can turn him and all of his friends into non-thinking squares. And that, that's it. We just, yeah, we just. <laughs> I can't make She's... it bigger. I wish I could make it bigger so that everybody could see this look. She does it several mm -hmm. times. Yeah. There she is. Oh, yeah. She's such a piece of crap. Okay. All right. So he, he. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. It's Labor Day weekend. Again, reminder, no show Monday for Labor Day. We're going to take the day off and enjoy. I'm going to look up, see if there's any drones flying overhead. Pull out my perfectly legal firearm. For protection. That's right. Unbelievable. It's Terminator now. It's that opening scene in Terminator 2. It's all the hunter killers. The hunter killer drones above. I used to love that opening. All the lasers. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Bell on the drums and... Beans. You can hear us every... Mostly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Catch us live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on uh, X and Rumble and Getter. And Frank, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m., quitefrankly.tv or Rumble. We'll be back here on Wednesday. Later.